0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Fly, a Queer Haiku podcast. My name's Rainbow. And I'm Em. And we are so excited. This is episode zero,
1: Meet the Pod. This is Syllabus Day. We're going to go over what you can expect in the future and a little bit about uh, who we are.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is just to kind of give you a nice little introduction. We're not going to get too into the nitty gritty of the show or the manga or anything in this episode. Um, but we just want to give you a taste of us. And a taste of what you're going to be listening to, hopefully, um, over the next few weeks.
1: Yeah. Another reason this is a queer podcast is because we are gay.
0: Yeah. We're very gay. Um, (laughs) Queer. I identify as queer. Uh, Pansexual is fine, too. Maybe gender fluid. Haven't figured that out yet, but that's fine.
1: And I volley between... (laughs) Love that. We're keeping that. Uh, Between lesbian and bisexual. So, you know, it's all good. We met because of the... IQ. IQ. I was about to say we met because of the Haikyuu podcast. We met because of Haikyuu. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fascinating? <laughs> um, yeah, so we are really excited. Um, oh, I am
0: Rainbow Reads 666 on Twitter, as some of you might know.
1: And I'm Akamama. I, I actually, it's so terrible. I can't remember if I'm Akama or Akamama. I think, I think Acomama. you're Akamama. Um, But you probably know that listening to it because we're really depending on our Twitter fan base to get us started here
0: (laughs) Yeah, I imagine this is 100% Twitter followers for this episode zero I could be wrong, but I don't think we're getting out there on the top of the charts or anything So if you know us on Twitter, hi and welcome We're happy to have you And if you don't know us from Twitter and you just found this podcast, that's cool too Welcome, I hope you like gay content because that's what we're giving you (laughs) we're going to talk mainly about the anime we're going to go
1: episode by episode is the plan yeah episode by episode why don't you give them a little bit of our rough structure of what we want the episode to be like so yeah our basic episode
0: structure is going to be we're gonna have a 30 second recap right at the top after we do our little introduction um and we might make a fun competition out of that then we are going to move on to a spoiler free episode discussion starting with episode one and going chronologically and then after our episode discussion we're going to do a little character spotlight we'll pick a character from the episode and talk about them that might not happen every episode it's definitely going to happen a lot at the beginning as we're being introduced to new characters Um, we're going to do a fun little who and haiku game Um, where we, you know, find fun little silly scenarios and then talk about who in Haikyuu would fit those positions. And then after all of that, we are going into the spoiler zone so we can talk about the time skip, things that happen in later seasons, in the manga, and we can really get into the nitty-gritty because I don't think we've talked yet about how much we love Haikyuu. And I think we should get into how much we love it and why we love it.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) So Haikyuu is... Everything, everything is IQ. What um,
1: <laughs> is a common phrase in this household?
0: The common for it's just I love it. I think it's a really well told story from beginning to end. I think Furidate has pulled off an amazing feat. Um if you finish the manga, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Um, and it's so it's just a really good story. I think it's a really good sports anime. Um, not that I'm an expert on sports anime or shonen in general.
1: Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, I have no interest in sports whatsoever. And this made me see the merit in sports and sportsmanship. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, honestly, I'm like, wow, what, what would my life have been if I had actually, like, committed to a sport? Um, I hate running, though, so it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, I did play volleyball uh, recreationally. My dad was the coach uh, for, like, seven years, um, and I loved volleyball. I, it's my favorite sport. It's, like, volleyball, soccer, and then, like, gymnastics and figure skating. Those are all my, like, top favorite sports. But I love volleyball, and I do, like, have a better understanding of it. Um, And so, like, that definitely helped me get into Haikyuu. But then what really hooked me was the gay. Yes. It's – listen, okay. Just – if you're not a shipper, if you don't watch things and read gay subtext into them or read the gay subtext that is just there. This this
1: is not for you. This
0: is not for you. And we're okay with that. There are other Haikyuu podcasts out there. There's one I listened to for a long time called The Haikyuu Summit. It's two girls. They're best friends. Um, they both got into Haikyuu during the pandemic and they're just talking about it episode by episode. And it really is more focused on the friendship and the sportsmanship. And that's fine. Uh f- That's
1: all well, good, and valid. Yes, that is
0: totally valid. And if that's why I highly suggest you check out the Haikyuu Summit if you're not here for the gay. But if you are here for the gay.
1: That's pretty much why we wanted to make this because we believe that making it gay (laughs) and shipping does not have to take away from the merit of the show itself. It's fun and that's why we're here. And also it's not our fault that the manga code literally gave everybody a boyfriend.
0: Yeah, literally. This yeah, show is about volleyball
1: and everybody has a little boyfriend.
0: Everybody, Everybody's color-coded. Everyone's, like, their numbers are side-by-side. Their names uh, are, pair them together. Like, everybody gets, everyone has a cute little boyfriend. And we're going to talk about those cute little boyfriends. Um, now, to be clear, we are both Kagehinist.
1: <laughs> this is a Kagehina household, which, for those of you who don't know, that means Kageyama and Hinata ship. The main uh, couple. Sometimes known as uh, Hina Kage. Who, who calls it that?
0: I I don't know. I've seen it occasionally. Kage Hina just like, sounds more natural, I think, and fits mm-hmm. better.
1: But we, we like all ships. Well, we don't, but we're not going to be exclusive about it. We want everyone to feel happy and welcome. And we do. We're more multi-shippers. We're not that picky or stingy about things like that. So we'll get into we'll get into all the main ships that you know of. We'll get into some rare pairs. Um but really it is more just we're going to talk about the show, why we love it, and I'll just also not be afraid to embrace the very clear underlying gay subtext.
0: Yeah, I'm a poly shipper. Like I love Hinata, favorite character from the show for sure. Um and I will ship him with a lot of different people. Um, and I love that. And all I, to me, like, fiction is subjective. It is open to interpretation. Like, whatever you see in a character or in a ship, to me, that is valid. I might not agree with that. Uh, my opinion might be very different. Um, but, you know, I... I think it's all open to interpretation like I personally don't see how you could watch Haikyuu or read the manga and not think that Hina are soulmates that just doesn't make any sense to me but there are people who read it and don't think that and that's a valid opinion and maybe you ship our favorite characters with other people like we we're not going to get mad about that and we hope that you don't get mad if we're shipping people you don't agree with yeah, so, and, you know, we have not been with Haikyuu from the beginning, I would say. I think we both kind of got into it in, like, 2020, 2021. I think after, I don't know when the manga ended. It was, yeah, it was I got into it after, after the manga th- ended. yeah. I think, yeah, I think both of us was probably like 2021. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I got into it because of my friend, uh, Tiny Dinosaurs, a.k.a. Froggy. She came over to hang out with me and was like, let's watch this uh, anime about volleyball. It's really good. And I was like, yeah, sure, I like volleyball. And then 10 minutes into the first episode, Kageyama and Hinata are like yelling at each other in front of a bathroom. And I turned to her and I'm like, are they going to kiss? She just burst out laughing. She's like, that's what the whole fandom is about. And I'm like, of course. And then we finished the second episode. And I'm like, okay, but like, are they ever going to kiss? And she was like, no, no, I don't think they ever do. And I was like, this is queer baiting. This is gay. I feel baited. Um, Like, why? why would you give me something so obviously gay and then not make it really gay? And I honestly just like didn't even watch it for a couple months. I was like,
1: no, I refuse. Which is valid because it does get so tiring. And we can talk about that on a different episode, but just getting these like these queer baity type things. And it's like, do you really not know yeah. that you're making this super queer or is it like you can't out loud say it? So you're kind of like hinting at us.
0: Yeah. If anyone's familiar with like the, in America, the Hayes Code that was in effect from like the like thirties up through like the sixties or seventies or something like it's like that. And I think maybe, I think it's, it's harder to have like, something that's just a sports anime and also have really any romance, Mm -hmm. um, but especially gay romance in it. So we can get into that. But I did, like, I was, like, I was at a point where, like, I was very much, like, coming... I'd come into my queerness fully, um, and I wanted just all the queer content I could get. And also... For me, I had not gotten into fan fiction until I got into Haikyuu. And so once I, so Froggy and I, a couple months after that first time I watched it, she was like, Oh, did you watch anymore? I was like, No. She was like, Do you want to? I was like, Yeah, sure. Why not? And then we put it on. And then I really got hooked, not even just because of the gay, because it, it is continue continually like subtextually gay, but also just like I really got into the show. It really pulled me in the characters, the dynamics, the the epic highs and lows of high school volleyball. Like it just, it just pulled me in and sucked me in. And then I discovered fan fiction and I was like, oh my God.
1: Well, it's so crazy to me that the person that you are, that you had, that that was your first fan fiction experience i used to be snobby about fan fiction
0: um i used to think it was like i think like back when i was in middle school i saw some meme about like a fan fiction between like jesus and hitler this is not a lie
1: oh yeah do you
0: remember yeah you remember that meme going around on like tumblr or something and i was like oh i don't think fan fiction is for me is this if this is what they're doing um and then I grew up, <laughs> and I got older and I, I I and I and I always just assumed that fan fiction was just going to be like oh it's really poorly written blah blah blah. Turns out there are fan fictions out there that are like the greatest novel I've ever read. Um and then when you look at some of the stuff that actually does get published, it's like Yeah, no, like publishing is not about the quality of the work. It's about what's going to make the most money. Whereas fan fiction is just about people and fan arts, like fan works in general. It's just about people loving something so much and pouring that love into art. And it's beautiful. And I've completely turned around on it. Um, I like I still read real books, but I have, you know, I have 40 million AO3 tabs open on my phone at any given time.
1: Well, our origin haiku stories are kind of flipped in that way where you were new to fan fiction and kind of, you know, had a misunderstanding of it. Whereas I, I mean, I've been reading fan fiction since 2010, but I was new, I was pretty new to anime itself. Um, I had a very snobby view of anime. I mean, and I didn't even really realize, like, when I was a kid, I really loved uh, Spirited Away and Sailor Moon and, you know, Pokemon, all these things that are anime, but you don't really think about that when you're a kid. But I just didn't really grow up with like oh like you know classic animes like Naruto and One Piece and blah blah blah, and uh, I thought it was boring. And for the weird kids that would run around in the hallways, um, whereas I was a weird kid who ran who Naruto
0: ran down the hallway, um, and I <laughs> no, watched. No, you didn't. Huh, I. Maybe a little bit um i listen i'm i Naruto run in my day, not at area fifty one unfortunately, but um, no, like I watched Naruto, uh, I was obsessed with Digimon, I was a Digimon over Pokemon kid, weirdly, I still love Pokemon, but um. You know, I like I loved I loved or on High School Host Club Wallflower. Like I'd always been watching anime, um, but it was generally more like the shojo anime or just whatever it was on Toonami. Or like we, like I watched Wolf's Rain. Shout out for anyone who liked that one. We were all crying at the end. Um, But yeah, so like I was into anime. I just wasn't into like fan fiction. I was a shipper. Like I was a Sasunaro shipper watching anime edits and AMVs on YouTube back in the day when I was like 12. Um, Well,
1: you're I really believe that you are born a fan nerd. Because yeah. I mean, I can. I've been writing fan fiction in my head since before I knew what fan fiction actually. Oh, was. I was
0: writing self-insert Harry Potter fan fiction exactly. for a very long time. Like I would tell myself little stories of me and like Draco Malfoy mm-hmm. falling in love
1: <laughs> when I was young. But yeah, it's so it is really kismet how high brought us together we were really in the same um twitter space at the same time it was kind of perfect because as i was saying i wasn't really into anime um growing up but then the pandemic happened and a lot of people i think have gone on a similar journey where like Avatar The Last Airbender had its renaissance in like the summer of 2020, and that is the gateway drug to anime if you're not already involved in it. And so from there, I, I just like, I was just craving different stories. I was sick of Western stories. I'm not a Marvel girly. I was just, I needed something new. And so I got more into cartoons and I watched like She which if you haven't watched that and you're gay, please do. It's so good. Um, and it's Steven a children's universe. show, but whatever. And oh, I, you know, I was getting to that in Steven Universe. Yeah, we're the insufferable gays. Get over yourself. Um, So, and then from there, and then uh, if I'm being very honest, TikTok, like, edits and sounds. 2020 TikTok was for the anime girlies. um, And there were so many different sounds and songs. And it just, like, got me interested and the first anime I ever tried was *Kake Guru*, which I can hear people groaning right now. Uh, it's like this—not very. It, it's good, but it's not good anime. Absolutely for fourteen-year-old boys about gambling. I watched it twice. I don't know why, but I just really—I got hugged. I just love anime. It's such a specific niche kind of culture. Um, and from there on, I—I watched—I watched, I watched *B Stars*, which again, groan. But it's so good, so don't judge me. Um, and then I watched Attack on Titan for, like, my first, like, serious anime. Like, okay, I'm going to watch anime. This is for real. Also very good. Um, and then a few more, but then I finally, like, I'd seen edits of Haikyuu, and I'd seen specifically, like, edits of Hinata and Kagayama, And I'm like, I would probably ship that. Like, there have been times where, do you ever, like, see content from afar, and you're like, one day I'm going to indulge, but um, so not today. Yeah.
0: I think that happened with "Skate the Infinity," where like I saw there was like an anime edit of like uh, like something about like soulmates or something, and there was uh, Reki and Longa, and I was like,
1: "Yeah, I think I'm going to get into that." Yeah, and talk about uh, queer baiting with "Skate the Infinity" is literally like BL adjacent.
0: Yeah, well, and we like I said, we're going to have to have an episode one day about like the how often that happens because like bungo stray dogs has the same thing where it's just like all of these characters are so gay for each other and like there's like parts where they like almost say stuff that's like this like you guys are in love with each other um but like you know i think we can have a conversation and do some research into like what what's the deal with that phenomenon is it like back in like the you know the 50s and 60s with the haze code in america where like you just you can't like you know, because, like, it's not just artists, like, making these mangas and then, like, self-publishing, and there's, like, it's a a machine that's running these things, and so I can't help but wonder if, like, you know, maybe somebody does try to make something, like, overtly gay, and then the editors are, like, absolutely not, like, we can't do, like, it just, like, no, this needs to be a shounen anime about, like, you know, people with powers, or this needs to be a sports anime where they're just playing the sport. So, like, I, I do wonder how much of that goes into that, or how much of it is, like, the the creator not really realizing that they, because goodness knows, I've I wrote things back before I realized I was queer. That I was like, oh, this is queer. Like you know, maybe m- maybe they're they're just not even realizing that they're putting all of this queer subtext into it, or maybe we're just picking it up because <laughs> um, we're gay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know where where does the homophobia come in
0: <laughs> at all sides. So <laughs> everywhere it surrounds us.
1: But yeah, so. Yeah, got into IQ, and and like you were saying about how, you know, fan fan people just like have this need. I just like had so many thoughts about the show, so many headcanons that I just needed to like put it out somewhere. And I was on TikTok at the time and we are we're fully grown adult women, um late 20s, early 30s, and uh TikTok it is a space for younger people. And that was starting to get old. And also it's hard to make, like I was making fan videos and stuff, but also TikTok is a hater and was not showing my content. So like there was frustration with that. And then I, from TikTok could see that there was a presence on Twitter and I've never like the last time I was really into fandom like this, I was on Tumblr back in like the 2010s. Um, so I didn't, it didn't click for me for a second that, oh, there's fandom on Twitter. So I made a Twitter, you know, purely just to scream into the void. I had no intentions of like finding the community that I did, finding you. Um, which both of us, we joined in like January of 21. And, um, 22, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was 22 because we started dating shortly after. <laughs> um, But yeah, yeah, it was early 22, and uh, you were, like, one of my first Twitter friends.
0: Yeah, I actually, I was on, I was using another Twitter account from, like, like late 2021, and then I was, like, I don't, I was, like, I think I want to just do, like, a straight-up, like, anime Twitter account, and so I made a new Twitter account not associated with my old one. I actually deleted the old one. Um, and so I just made my and I think oh 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 and I decided to write a fic. That was really what happened. Is I I had this idea for a fic. I had lots of ideas, but there was one where I was like, I'm actually going to write this and post it. And I wrote and posted the first chapter. And I made a Twitter account that kind of went along with that. Um, and yeah, I just I and you know I was. Like I'm the type of person. I'm a hopeless romantic. Where like growing up, anytime I like went on a trip or started a new school, or anything like I was like, what if I meet a person to fall in love with? That was always like my go-to. Um, and you know, I was also like dating men for a long time. That didn't work out very well. But then like I'd gotten to, into this place in my life where I wasn't doing that anymore. I specifically when it went into it, like rainbow. Like you're not going to like find love through this. Like you're just looking for community. You're just looking for friendship and for other people who understand. And I think that's the key to finding true love is just going out there and being yourself and living your life and then like meeting somebody whose goals and values align with you, which is exactly what happened with M. I uh, I saw M on Twitter and immediately was like, I need more from this
1: person. And yes, this is a podcast about Haiku, but we are going to talk about ours. You're going to get to know us.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, that's what's the fun of a podcast if you don't also share a little
1: bit about yourself, you know? Yeah. I hope you guys don't mind. It is syllabus day, so you got to get to know us a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, no, we, uh, yeah, I mean, to get away from Haiku and a little bit more into us, yeah, we really found each other at a very, like, the the stars had aligned, Like, fandom-wise, we were in the same place, and then just life-wise, like, I too, like, was dating men all my life, but knew I was, uh, pretty fucking gay. Um, and it was only in that last like year or so that I was like really ready to embrace that. Like I was consciously like, I really want to date a woman next time I date anybody. Um, and like you said, which is perfect is like, that's the time you find your people is when you're just doing your thing and enjoying yourself and being yourself. Um, and cause That whole advice of like put yourself out there is so annoying to us nerdy introverts because usually that means go to the bar and find somebody. But putting yourself out there can mean a lot of different things. And yeah, I feel like it was similar for me too. I I wasn't even looking for community. I didn't even like, I just wanted to scream into the void and then the void started to scream back Um, because you're just like being you and the right people will be attracted to that.
0: And I think the thing that people don't – like, I feel like when people hear put yourself out there, they think they have to, like, go out into the world and be, like, like kind of, like, you know – almost, like, putting themselves on sale, like, dress a certain way mm-hmm. so that people know, like, hey, I'm interested in a relationship. But also kind of, like, I feel like it's, like, put yourself out there to, like, be fucked and just, like, find the person you want to continue fucking. But that's mm-hmm. not really – putting yourself out there means just being, like, open and vulnerable with the person, which is really hard. And if you don't feel safe doing with that with somebody, like – you know investigate why but like with it just like immediately I was like I just want to talk to you about so much our
1: our very first conversation was and I'm going to edit this a little bit but (laughs) it was about like a fanfic recommendation you came into my dms because I had been tweeting about something and so we just started to talk about fanfic and and that's another thing too is like I'm very I'm pretty introverted and I have a hard time like I hate just chit-chatting just for the sake of it. Like, I'm really bad at just, like, talking just to talk. But when it comes to my special interests, I am the most extroverted bitch you will ever meet. I love talking to people about fandom. Sometimes that goes sideways. But most of the time, like in real life, you know... It, it uh it can be great so we met we found each other and now we live together I moved across the country for her and everything that's how real you know it is and then we also we have like our own little twitter family and we have a lot of like mutuals that I just like all these people this whole community that we never would have had without gay volleyball men
0: yeah I Do you like sh- how I brought it back yeah, that's how you bring it. Well, because, I mean, Haikyuu and IQ, you know, volleyball is all about connection and Q is all about connection. That's something I think about all the time is that, like, date wrote this story about like connection as in like you have to connect on the court, you know, you have to connect each play but also like people making connections that's a big part of Hinata's story Um is, you know, him making connections with all of these other players and then like each of those players making connections with others like and then, you know, and Fugudate put this beautiful piece of art in the world and that in turn led to people making connections. Like I have friends on multiple continents <laughs> because of this mm-hmm. this series. Like I, I, I met the love of my life, like I met my own personal Kagayama. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that was another thing that was crazy too. Is you're so Hina to coded, and I'm so Kagayama coded. Yeah,
0: literally, like like she has a, a like a Kagayama profile picture, and I had a Hina to one for a while. Right now, it's cool vampire tindo but yeah it switches up
1: and i i really wanted to stick to a brand so i never my that's and that is so you
0: <laughs> whereas like i'm like every like few months i'm like i have to completely change everything about my twitter profile real quick i, I appreciate that about you I, I have to keep the emojis in that because i know the aj has said if rainbow ever takes the emojis out of there we don't have to include the thing about aj but like oh no we can keep that okay I know people have said like if Rainbow Ever takes the emojis out of their display name, I will have no idea who they are, which is fair and valid. So I will always keep the emojis
1: for all of you. There was a I heard a crow just now and I really hope that the mic picked it up. Oh my god, it probably didn't, but I'm we'll to Put in a crow sound.
0: Ha. <laughs> ah! I meant like find a crow sound online, but that was pretty good. Uh, M also has echolalia and is really good at mimicking sounds, so it's very impressive. Not
1: diagnosed, but yeah, let's but know. I have diagnosed this as valid. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another thing that and we that could even be almost like a little segment for us. Like, I love the the lessons in IQ, they're so simple, but they're so true. And I think that's what I like about them, about, like, eat a proper meal. And, and my favorite, and it makes me tear up every single time, is when Noya is talking about his grandpa and his grandpa. And he's asked, like, what do, you, what do I do if you need help? Or no, I'm fucking this up. If you're afraid. What, what do, you do you do if you're afraid? And he says, what else? Ask for help. I will cry every time. Yeah. Like, I it's just so good. And I feel like every episode we probably could be like, here's the lesson of the day. Yeah, I mean, we could
0: honor, that'll come up, I'm sure it'll come up naturally in episode discussions because there are just so, like, there's like things from the show that like I've brought into my life
1: mm-hmm. that like
0: really, like he who wishes to climb the ladder must begin at the bottom is like, what are you, t- what? That's mm-hmm. so, like, that. I find that just so inspirational. Yeah. And just Hinata's story in general and Kageyama's story, I won't get too much into that, but like, That, listen, spoiler zone stuff is going to be a lot about things that happen in the time skip, so.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the spoiler zone, because we want to, you know, this manga's been out for a minute, um, so, but we do know that there are some people who haven't finished it and whatnot, so, you know, during the, most of the episode, we will try and be, like, we'll just focus on that episode and not get too far into, like, the future, especially with time skip stuff, Mm -hmm. um. But we're gonna have a section for it because it is so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're we have to talk about because like for me, like I can't talk about Haiku without talking about all of it. Um, especially if we're gonna be talking about like the storytelling and the lessons. Um but yeah, we want we want this to be accessible to people. We don't want you know anybody who really like doesn't want to be spoiled to be spoiled so we're going to do our very best Mm -hmm. um to keep any spoilers in that dedicated spoiler zone we'll put the timestamp of when we head into the spoiler zone in the show notes so that you know um when it gets to a certain time if you don't want to be spoiled get on out um and again just going to reiterate if you're not into the gay
1: you don't have to be this is not for you and like um, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about shipping, you know, um, but we, I mean, we want to focus more on just like the show, but like we said, like, there's just a lot of very straight takes on the show, which is all well and good. If you want to look at them all as brotherly love, that's all well and good. But there is real and, and there's a lot of like queer people in the fandom and we just wanted to put some sort of spotlight on that. Like yeah. we are we're queer, we're here. Get used to it. Pass me the volleyball.
0: We <laughs> are going to stay on the court the longest.
1: Yeah, stay on the court. That's another thing I love the idea of like, well the ball hasn't hit the ground yet. And yeah, that and applies like and to winning life.
0: is not is, is like winning is a little bit about glory, but more than anything, winning is about like getting to continue. Playing.
1: Mm-hmm. And about getting so good at something that it can be fun for you. Yeah. And I love that um it has like all of the perspectives because that's another thing about shonen and like sports anime that I think can be a little isolating. Not that I've watched a ton of sports anime outside of this show, um, but it's not just about the crazy, you know, main character that will bleed to be successful. It also talks about people like Sakishima and um Inoshida who like Anoshita in, in particular, I think is so relatable to the common man of like, you know, I joined this cause I thought it was fun and then it was really hard. So I wanted to go indoors in the AC, absolutely relatable King. um And then like, you know, but feeling bad about that and feeling left out. So I don't know. I just like that. Like it's, it's not just for the crazy jocks who take gym class too seriously. It's also for the regular person who just wants to sit down. And it's muck. like
0: the people like me who played rec volleyball through elementary and middle school and did one week of spring conditioning for the high school team and they made us run as part of warm-ups warm-ups and I said no absolutely not I won't be doing this the
1: closest I ever came to like a heat stroke moment was a volleyball I I never I never got into any school sports teams because I wasn't very good but I did try volleyball because I am gay (laughs) um and yeah I remember like we had to go to another building in the middle of summer and I almost passed out but anything for the game. Yeah, so I feel like we that, that I think that gives you a pretty good taste of who
0: we are and what the show is going to be about. Obviously, episode one, uh, the end and the beginning. I
1: can't wait. The first it's, episode is so good. It's so
0: fucking I like I I I am worried that we're gonna talk too much and we're gonna set an unrealistic expectation about how long our episodes are gonna be. Um we're I think we're gonna try to keep regular episodes to like an hour. Um, maybe they'll get longer if people are interested in that. That's happened with a lot of podcasts I've listened to. Um, but we're going to talk about The End and the Beginning. That episode is going to come out next week.
1: Yeah, if all goes according to plan, we should be releasing videos weekly on Mondays. Not videos, episodes. Check our YouTube... (laughs) <laughs> episodes wherever you can find podcasts
0: yes um but you know eventually we want to have guests on um we have no idea how that works but yeah so like we're, we're gonna figure that out eventually i just know people have like already like commented being like i'd love to be a guest and we just haven't figured out how we're gonna do that yet um submit
1: your audition tapes to us first
0: and uh, we'll consider yes you have to send us uh, an audio message clip of your best np MP- PR impression. Um no, so but we want to do that. And then like we are, you know, we're talking about eventually doing a Patreon if we get enough people are interested. Just not to like make money, but just to like cover podcast costs. Um like we're, we're doing this small. a pretty low-cast, low-cost way, but you know, it's still, there's going to be some money. And we want to be able to give people like bonus content and stuff. Like we might do mini-sodes on the main feed. And then, you know, if we get enough interest, we would do a Patreon and we would do different like bonus episodes where things get a little bit more loosey-goosey. Um, but yeah, so we're really excited about all of that. We're excited um, to have listeners, um, you know, definitely uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, that is the best way if you want more people to listen to this podcast, um, subscriptions, downloading episodes, five-star reviews, um, those really help get things up. I think Apple Podcasts and Spotify definitely let you rate. I know not all podcast apps let you do that. Um, and you should be able to find us anywhere that you find a podcast, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, maybe youtube music pocket cast um yeah and if you want to interact with us we are on um, most of the social medias we're on twitter we're on blue sky we're on tumblr we're on instagram um, and all of that is the same handle fly High q pod that's f l y h q p o d um, and so, like I said, at fly high Q Pod on all of those socials or fly Q Pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to send us an email and give us any feedback, yeah, um, please.
1: If you have suggestions too, because we have this, we have this like rough format we're going to try out, but we are just baby crows yeah. and we are willing and ready to adapt and change. We to are make on the
0: course. We will take, we will consume stronger things. And make ourselves stronger um yeah but in we and we just like i for me part of the fun of podcasting is interacting like i will message the podcasts that i listen to and give them my opinion or like you know share things with them and i think that's fun and i'm i'm interested in hearing listener feedback so interact with us um and thank you so much
1: for listening and until next time uh fly high (laughs) to be fly <laughs>